The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, early evening on the East Coast, about 4.50 p.m. Here to talk about the four NFL games in the afternoon schedule for Week 10. And joining me, as usual, on these episodes, my main man on the East Coast, voice of the NBA Gambling Podcast, the Tennis Gambling Podcast, the obviously the NFL gambling podcast as well. The NBA man's all over the place. It's Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's going on, my man? Nothing much. You're doing pretty well. I know last week I believe went pretty well for both of us. I know we like Seattle against Arizona. That got home as the dog. I'm pretty sure my lock was the Buccaneers, which ended up pushing. I had the minus three, and they won by exactly three. But uh, that game was so painful that I'm happy I won anything in that one, or even got my money back. But either way. Could have been worse, but pretty good overall week uh, nine. Let's keep it rolling for week 10. Yeah, four games on the schedule here uh, in the afternoon for NFL week 10 and the Sunday night football game, uh, which is going to be between the Los Angeles Chargers and the San Francisco 49ers. That should be a doozy this week. But, uh, Scott, let's just kick it off with the first game on the schedule. Well, man, it's going to be the – uh, Jeff Saturday led Indianapolis Colts headed to the West Coast to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, it's going to be a 4.05 Eastern start for this game. Uh, looking at the lines for this game here, Scott, this line opened up minus three and a half for the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, now, now that number over on win bet is up to minus four and a half in favor of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um uh, Total open up at 43. That's been bet down to 41 and a half. Money line for this game, I'm currently seeing the Las Vegas Raiders are minus 220 on the money line and the Indianapolis Colts plus 180 on the money line. Uh, let's start looking at the injury report for both of these teams. Let's start with the road team here, Scott. Uh, did see news right before we did get on that they are going to be placing Shaquille Leonard, their linebacker, uh, on the IR and will probably be out for the rest of the season for the Colts. Uh, Deion Johnson running back has also been ruled out this Sunday against the Raiders. Um, I did see that Jonathan Taylor has been practicing this week for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Mo Ali Cox is also questionable this week. Um, he didn't practice on Wednesday and he did have a protective boot over his right foot. So doesn't look like he's going to be a go for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, looking at their injury report, Hunter Renfro was officially put on the IR 
for the Raiders with a hamstring and ribs issue. Darren Waller also has been officially placed on the IR. Denzel Perriman, linebacker, didn't practice on Wednesday. And uh, that is pretty much it here. But, Scott, bigger story here for the Indianapolis Colts. I think it was well overdue that they let go and fired Frank Wright uh, earlier this week, bringing in really that came out of left field for me, Jeff Saturday, to be the coach at least for the rest of the season. Um, Sam Ellinger is going to be the starting quarterback for this team, but let's just uh, discuss the uh, Colts news before we get into the actual game here. What was kind of your reaction when they, I think Frank Reich, we all kind of were expecting, but what did you think about the Jeff Saturday news as the interim coach, at least for the rest of the season? I thought it was absurd. Uh, the idea that you're going to give a guy with basically no coaching experience. I believe he coached one season of high school football Mm -hmm. and I think he went four and seven. Yes. Three and seven. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah. But either way, it seems like a very interesting maneuver by Ursay to tank via coaching staff instead of actual roster. This is kind of an unprecedented move. We'll see how this works out. But Ellinger is still going to be the quarterback. So I guess they're tanking on the field too because he is not a good quarterback at all. Uh, but my thoughts, I think it's a crazy move. If I was a member of the coaching staff, I'd be offended that I was looked over for somebody who wasn't even in the organization. That's kind of crazy, but does it really matter? No, Uh, this team isn't very good. Tennessee is going to win the division. It doesn't really matter what's going to happen moving forward. It'd be one thing if you ended up having a situation like this in the NFC South, where you're like one game out of a division or something Mm -hmm. like that. But the Colts know the writing's on the wall. This team stinks. And they ended up making a move for Matt Ryan during the offseason which I laughed at because I could tell he was cooked with uh, Atlanta last season and he's not even starting anymore, either from injury, benching, whatever you want to call it. So even though the Raiders are a train wreck, mostly because they blow over 17 point lead that they have, at least they have 17 point leads on occasion. (laughs) I can't say the same about the Colts. And now Darius Leonard's on the IR too. So their best overall defensive player is not going to play either. Yeah. You could argue maybe Buckner's better than him at their respective positions, but it's close. I mean, he was an all-pro a couple times. Yeah. I'm going to take the Raiders. Uh, Devonta Adams just called out Derek Carr for not being that good. You know, shots fired. He might not be wrong, but I don't know if you can say that publicly. I'm going to take the Raiders, though. It's a spot where if you want to go full-on fading of any type of coach, because both these guys are not great, McDaniels included, I can understand taking the points. But Sam Ellinger... I think the only quarterback he's better than right now, I'm not even sure if he's better, Malik Willis. Can we say that? It's it's pretty close. Mm, uh, I would give a very, very slight edge to Malik Willis. I think he did I would, make some good throw last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. He, he can run that. a little bit. Ellinger's yeah. slower. So I'd say Ellinger is probably the worst starting quarterback in the league right now. Sure. Uh, Mario yeah. put up a good case yesterday, but I still think he's better than uh, Ellinger. But yeah, I, I can't take the Colts. This defense is falling apart because Leonard's out. The offense is bad because Ellinger is really not worthy of even being on an NFL team besides maybe a clipboard holder. I'm going to go with the Raiders. Carr can show you something. Adams had 120 plus yards and two touchdowns last week. And Jacobs could probably run against this team now that Leonard's out and he's one of their best tacklers. I don't feel great about it, but give me the Raiders. I just feel like this Colts team's an absolute train wreck. Yeah, I mean, look, this is going to be the biggest liability, I think, for the books this week, and rightfully so, right, with all the coaching moves or the coaching moves that did happen with the Indianapolis Colts and how bad, like you mentioned, and we can all agree that Sam Ellinger has looked uh, for the Indianapolis Colts so far this season. But I think my bigger question is is that 
is this a last draw for Josh McDaniels if he loses his game? I have no idea because they paid him a bunch of money. Yeah. Uh, they ended up having a couple of meetings in house already. And they're like, no, 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 we're good. We'll figure it out. You know, Davis was talking about how they're going to figure it out. He's our guy moving forward. Can they scapegoat the coach after half a year? Or do you just blame it on Derek Carr at this point? I mean, we've seen it before where... After this big of an extension, though? I mean, the Urban yeah, Meyer true, one true. is yeah. in a separate category because that involved personal conduct. Stuff. Yeah, they found a yeah. loophole to avoid paying him. So yeah. this is a bit unprecedented if they want to get rid of him. I forgot the exact length and amount of money for McDaniels, but it's the Raiders, so it's a lot. Yeah. I feel like they are going to ride it out, and they'll probably blame it on Carr if I had to guess. But yeah. they should move on. He's a bad coach. Uh, I mean, yeah. you can't blow three 17-point leads in the first nine games and expect me to believe you're a good coach. Yeah. I think it just comes down to the whole coaching thing as well, right? Like multiple 17-point leads. Sorry, eight uh, games. They had a bye. So yeah. Whatever. Even uh, worse. Yeah. So again, I think that just comes down to a coaching thing. Like they have the talent on offense. I know, you know, Darren Waller has been injured for pretty much the entire season. Hasn't seen a lot of the field. He's officially well, out for the year now. Yeah. And he's done for the year. So is Hunter Renfro. So those are two offensive weapons. Now it's just Devontae. And they Adams. just paid Waller too. So. Yeah. And Matt Collins or Matt Collins right now for the uh, Colt. Sorry, for the Raiders. I, I think I'm just going to take, I'm just going to fade the Colts in the first half. It's been profitable, yeah. perfect all season. Um, uh, again, if they do get out to a lead, even if it's Sam Ellinger and Jeff Saturday on the other side, who knows? They might just cough it up again. So maybe they get a backdoor cover. I'm just going to go with the uh, Col- sorry with the Raiders in the first half in this game. I think that number's at minus three right now. So uh, their game script has been great, at least in the first and second quarters where they've had leads. Just kind of falls apart for them in the second half. So I think the safer bet for me here is going to be the Raiders minus three. Um, any in the first half, I'm sorry. Uh, thoughts on the total here, uh, Scott? Uh, currently sitting at 41 and a half uh, over on win bet. I really have no idea about yeah, this one either. because this the, is Raiders, game. <laughs> the Raiders could put up 28. I wouldn't be surprised, but the Colts, I don't think are going to score more than 17. The Raiders defense is bad. Don't get me wrong, but Taylor and the ground game have not gotten going. Is Taylor officially active in this game? Have they officially announced that or he's questionable? Uh, I know that he did practice consecutive days okay. on Wednesday and Thursday. So, so he'll he's play. practicing. I'm okay. sure he'll play. Yeah. But the point is, I think Ellinger is a complete lost call as a quarterback. So if you're not going to be a threat to throw it and you're assuming the Raiders can stack the box, is this the Taylor breakout game? It should be. The offensive yeah. line's terrible, though. So I'm not sure I'm not sure if it's going to matter, but I think I got to lean under because I haven't seen anything from the Colts. And maybe McDaniels just has a lot of really bad play calls in the red zone and they settle for a bunch of field goals. But yeah. I'm going to lean under. I don't feel great about it. The Raiders' first half play I like goes back to my point. In order to actually blow 17-point leads, you have to have 17-point leads. It's like back in the Ravens in the first half. I'm sure you've made a killing this season, despite them blowing a bunch of games in the fourth quarter earlier this season. I'm with you, but the Raiders, they're a bad team. But at least they have a quarterback I can somewhat trust. I think Carr is still an above-average quarterback, despite all the slander that he gets. Ellinger might actually be the worst of the worst. Yeah, That's a big enough disparity for me. I'll take the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, any player props that we are looking at in this game? Uh, I see Devonte Adams at eighty-one and a half as far as uh, receiving yards. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. I'm sorry, seventy-three and a half on the ground. Anything that you do like? Uh, I think I am going to lean to the over on Taylor. I, okay. I know that it's definitely a risky proposition because he's gone under basically every week. Mm-hmm. I just feel like from game flow and just from the fact that Ellinger is so bad, 
The new coaching staff, everyone's seen the video of Jeff Saturday and Peyton Manning yelling at each other while they were playing to run the damn ball. Yeah, I think they're going to run it. You have an offensive lineman, a former offensive lineman as your new head coach. I do think there will be an emphasis on the ground game because I'm sure they realize Ellinger can't play. So I think for volume alone, I'm going to lean over for Taylor. It might be a game he goes for 100, maybe you're hoping for. Fantasy owners, and your season might be over already if you draft a Taylor with the first pick, but still – I am going to lean over for Taylor. I I just think that it's a very good spot against a really bad run defense. And you have a former offensive lineman who wants to run the ball as your new coach. I'm hoping the emphasis is good enough that Taylor just gets a bunch of volume. Yeah, I was trying to look up his rush attempts, but that number is not out yet. But I still do like the over 73 and a half for his rushing yards uh, in this game, at least. And and everything that you just mentioned is spot on about Ellinger just has not been very good throwing the football. And I think that, you know, if they want to be in this game, they're going to have to be effective on the ground with uh, JT. So I, I really do like that over 73 and a half in this game um, for uh, Jonathan Taylor. Anything else for this game, Scott, before we get over to the next one? I mean, Adams, I'd lean to, but he just called out Derek Carr for being terrible. So I'm not sure if they're going to end up freezing him out. I don't know what the hell is going to happen there. So I'm not yeah. going to bother. But no, I don't really have anything. I don't trust the Colts offense at all. I'm, I'm going to lean to the ground game because I feel like it's a good spot, but yeah. I'm, I can't take any receiver props for them. For the Raiders, maybe I'd lean Jacobs under at 87 and a half. I know he was basically a non-factor last week against Jacksonville, yeah. but also Jacksonville secondary is a train wreck, so you can throw it as many times as you want for free mm-hmm. yards. But maybe I'd lean under for Jacobs, but it's mostly just Taylor. I don't even feel great about Taylor. I just feel like if there's one spot for him to get going, it's probably behind this brand-new coaching staff with an awful quarterback against a really bad run defense. All right, uh, next game uh, in the afternoon slate, it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys headed to Lambeau Field to take on the woeful Green Bay Packers. It's going to be a 425 Eastern start. Uh, Looking at the lines for this game, this number opened up minus three in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. That number has been bet up to minus four and a half over on win bet. Uh, The total opened up at 44 and a half. That number is now at 43 and a half over on win bet money line minus 220 for the Dallas Cowboys plus 180 for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is officially questionable for Sunday's game against Green Bay. Anthony Barr linebacker didn't practice on Wednesday for the Dallas Cowboys. We know about James Washington who, or he was just put on the IR uh, for the Dallas Cowboys wide receiving group there. Uh, Tyron wait, Smith. He was, he was put on. Well, wait, so Washington was on the IR? I thought he was coming off the IR. It says, oh, I'm sorry. He's not ready to return to practice quite yet. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, uh, my bad. Because uh, he hasn't played all year. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's not quite ready to return uh, from the IR. Uh, thanks for the correction there, Scott. Uh, he's out Tyron's, either way for this game. That's all. Yeah, he's right. out. Yeah. Uh, and Tyron Smith still remains about three to four weeks away from even beginning to practice for that offensive uh, line for the Dallas Cowboys. Let's get over to the Green Bay injury report. Um, Amari Rogers, wide receiver, questionable. David Bakhtiari, questionable. We know Eric Stokes has been, I think they said they're going to put him on the IR, and it's more than likely that he's going to miss the rest of the season for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, at this point, I'm not sure if you even need him. Ryan Dobbs is officially out for four to six weeks. He's possibly going to be done for the rest of the season as well. He was diagnosed with a high ankle sprain in their last game against the Detroit Lions. When you had, you had Romeo Dobbs and Stokes, who both ended up on the cart 
and they're yeah. not DK Metcalf, so they actually got hurt, and they ended yeah. up having to leave the game. But uh, Lazard played. That counts. They have yeah. one weapon. That's one more Watkins. than they had. Uh, yeah, one more than they had. And, yeah, so you have Christian Watson. You have Sammy Watkins, Robert Tunyon, and obviously Alan Lazard, like you mentioned there, Scott. But, look, this Packers team right now is on a five-game losing streak. They were able to only put up nine points against one of the worst defenses in the entire National Football League, one of the worst, if not the worst, scoring defenses in the in National Football League. Saw a lot of mistakes from Aaron Rodgers in the red zone and in the end zone last week where he threw two interceptions. Visibly frustrated. We saw the body language just was not great from Aaron Rodgers, like I mentioned, on a five-game losing streak. Now you have the Cowboys coming to town off of a bye week um, that are looking to win, continue winning to stay competitive in the NFC East for that division title, but also more importantly for them, for the wild card. But how do you see this game being played out right now with the Cowboys as a four and a half point road favorite in Green Bay? So I feel like this is going to be the public sharp divide game of the week. Yes. A lot of people like Dallas. Duh. Green Bay has been a train wreck, but it seems like a lot of money is coming in on Green Bay. And to be honest, I don't get it. I think this team stinks. Yeah. I don't really know what else there is to say. I have been anti-Green Bay for a while up to this point just because I watched them play and I thought they were awful. And they've gotten worse the season has gone on. And even defensively, Stokes has been a pretty solid number two corner and now he's out of the lineup. The only concern would be maybe Dak in cold weather. And you'd have to wonder if the offense might struggle for Dallas. They're off a bye, though, so they're getting healthier. Bakhtiari might not play. The story of this game for me is the fact that Green Bay's offense, besides being turnover prone, has really just just misutilized Aaron Jones the entire season. Yeah. Why would you pay him that much money to be in a committee and not even use him half the time? I just don't really understand the thought process behind the LaFleur system. And they don't really have many weapons. You're looking at the offensive line, which is now in shambles. Bakhtiari plays tackle, so he might have to deal with Parsons. Have fun with that one with the backup tackle. I just think Green Bay is going to end up getting killed again. I don't think that it's going to be a blowout in terms of scoreboard. Maybe Green Bay can sneak through the back door like they did against Buffalo. But physically, I think Rodgers is going to get destroyed in this game. Like I just yeah. feel like the Cowboys' defensive line just has too many options with Lawrence, with Parsons. They blitz a lot. I think Dan Quinn's defense will be ready for this game. And I think that Green Bay doesn't have many counters unless Jones goes nuts in the ground game. Do you think Green Bay's got a shot here because I think they need I think that they cover one of two ways. Either Rodgers goes back to form, which I don't see happening, or you know they and they use the run game more and maybe that that works out, but I doubt it. Or Dak Prescott is absolutely terrible and the Cowboys lose the turnover battle by 3. But I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think that they're actually a good team, the Green Bay Packers are not. Yeah, I think you're 100% correct that this is going to be the the square sharp game of the week and I'm on the. I want to take the Cowboys, but I want to take the Cowboys. I'm going to be contrarian. It's probably going to blow up in my face come Sunday around seven o'clock, uh, my time, where I was thinking, why the hell did I put money on the Green Bay Packers? I, I think that you're right. One of two ways is that they have win the turnover battle, but I think like this has to be the week where they utilize Aaron Jones in the ground game because I I don't know what happened last week. I was I thought last week Aaron Jones 
and have a big week against the Detroit Lions, whose rush defense has just not been very good this season. Even before he got hurt, he wasn't getting many touches. Yeah, so, so I think that, I, I don't know, for no rhyme or reason here, I, I think that there's going to be where Green Bay finds a way to at least cover this game. I think that you mentioned that Dak Prescott outdoors in cold weather is a possibility. Maybe they come out a little slow coming off of their bye week. Uh, in Green Bay, where it is cold again, like I mentioned. Um, and I think we probably do see a heavy dose of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in this game because, again, last week, the trust I don't think is there with the receivers right now with Aaron Rodgers. I think the only guy that he really does trust and he's not throwing the ball to is Robert Tunyon. Alan Lazard, we saw flashes of it, but at any given moment, he can go down with an injury and then that could be pretty much it for that offense and they're just going to have to run the football. So, I'm just going to be a little bit contrarian here. I'm just going to fade the public. I'm going to take the – I'll take the Packers plus the four and a half here, but I'm pretty sure, like I mentioned, come 7 o'clock on Sunday afternoon or evening, I'm going to be regretting taking that pick. But um, thoughts on the total here, Scott? I, I'm leaning towards the under in this game at 43 and a half. Uh, any thoughts on that? I'm on the under. I see a couple 44s hanging around, so you might be able to get a better line by half a point. But I'm on the under. Green Bay's offense is terrible. And even if they do decide to use Jones in the end, it's going to eat up a lot of clock. They really don't generate many big plays anymore. Sure. And they usually have that big play receiver. Even before Devonta Adams, you had the likes of Jordy Nelson, you had Donald Driver, Greg Jen. You had a lot of options in the past with Green Bay. Mm-hmm. They don't have anybody. And I feel like since they constantly have to sustain 10, 15 play drives just to score touchdowns, it's why this team doesn't score that much because they don't generate many big chunk plays. And I think that's going to be a real issue. Dallas's defense is really, really good. And Dan yeah. Quinn's going to be a head coach next year, hell of a coordinator. And besides the Super Bowl choke job, I mean, he's done a great job in general everywhere he's gone. Yeah. I just think the Cowboys will be ready for it. I think that Green Bay is going to struggle. I'm on the under, though, because I do think Dallas, in cold weather, I don't exactly trust Dak either. So yeah. I'm going to lean to the under. I'm hoping Dallas runs the ball. Not many big plays, a lot of stuff underneath. And even if you have a couple touchdown drives, if it takes six minutes per drive, I do think that's going to really kill the over. I see this game finishing somewhere around like 24-13. Something ugly but efficient. Dallas wins. That's kind of my thoughts. Okay. Yeah, I'm on the under here as well. Um, Again, you mentioned Dallas defense has been one of the best in the league. Dan Quinn, like you mentioned, I agree with everything that you're saying there. 100% has been fantastic. Michael Parsons. Probably the runaway, if not already, odds-wise, defensive player of the year for this uh, Dallas Cowboys defense. So it's not even a question there. So uh, under for me as well. Any player props that you may be looking at in this game here, uh, Scott? No, I I think that the main ones I'm looking at, first of all, plus money, Rodgers interception. It's plus 135. I mean, that's just a bargain at this point. I know we gave it out a couple weeks ago with the Bills game. I just thought Mm -hmm. the volume would be there. That got there. Then he threw a couple last week against Detroit. We know that under Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defense is very opportunistic, especially with Diggs as your number one corner. You know, he's not afraid to jump every route that's imaginable. So I do think he might be in danger of throwing a pick, especially at plus 135. I think that's just a great price. Uh, Besides that, I would wait to see what the story is about Elliott, but I do like Pollard over for rushing yards. Green Bay can't stop the run. They're really, really bad against the run. And I think we can actually agree that if Elliott plays, that actually hurts the over. I think on I think overbetters want Elliott to miss the game because yeah. they know Pollard's a game breaker and he could absolutely go crazy in this game. Yeah, yeah. 
Pollard can break one for 70 yards and nobody would be surprised. So I'm going to take Pollard over for rushing yards if Elliott's out. I just think that the volume should be there, and he's just so good. I feel yeah. like the number is going to be too low against an awful run defense. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, they do have his Zeke props out, but I don't that's know what I'm saying. They're not going to have yeah. Pollard because you yeah. got to wait. It's all dependent on Zeke anyway. Yeah, um, I think the only one that I was going to give out on the prop cast was um, C.D. Lamb's longest reception to go over 22 and a half yards. Um, Packers defense has given up in every single game this week, or sorry, this season. Um, at least one wide receiver or running back to have over a long reception of 22 and a half yards. So I think that CD lamb has been pretty consistently doing that this season, even with Cooper rush, I think five out of the eight games so far this season, CD lamb has gone over that longest reception. So with, with their, with the compromise secondary of the Packers, I think him and Dak Prescott can connect for one down the field, whether it's a big passing play or whether it's a big passing touchdown catch by uh CD lamb. So I think that was one of the player props. That I did like. I agree about your Tony Pollard as well. That once, when and if that if uh, Ezekiel Elliott is ruled out in this game, that you have to look at Tony Pollard uh, because this defense for the Packers was rated to be one of the best in the league. They haven't lived up to that expectation so far this season. So I think there's something to take advantage of in this game. I do want to ask though about the actual defensive coverage for Green Bay because I know Alexander got into it a lot with Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. and then proceeded to not cover him on any single play in the game. Alexander, I'm assuming, plays one side, correct? I think so. So I'm assuming they'll just put him on the other side, and you got a third-string corner being matched up on him. So yeah, I probably would like the under on Gallup props, maybe. I'm trying to think of pivoting, because Alexander's going to have to guard somebody. So if you're going to uh, throw the other wide receiver in his area because you know you want to take up space... Gallup probably sacrifices production for that. Uh, it's Gallup at 40 and a half, and then Noah Brown's other one, 32 and a half. I'm trying to think of who lines up on the outside. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's mostly Gallup. I think it, yeah, it is Gallup on the outside. I'd probably look for under on Gallup longest reception, or maybe yeah. under on yards, because he might end up on Alexander Island just to sacrifice so Lamb could get more production on the other side. Yeah, uh, his reception prop right now, uh, or sorry, yeah, receiving yards prop, I'm sorry, he's at 40 and a half. Longest reception for uh, Michael Gallup is at 18 and a half with a little bit of vig on the over. I'm just trying to think of what the Cowboys should do. Yeah. I don't know why you'd voluntarily put a lamb on their best corner when you have a third stringer on the other side. I just feel like they're going to have to switch around some stuff and a lamb should get a lot of mismatches. Yeah. All right. Before we get over to the next game of the afternoon, uh, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers of the change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. 
All right, Scott, let's get over to the next game of the afternoon for NFL Week 10. It's going to be a NFC West matchup between the Arizona Cardinals heading to L.A. to take on the Rams. Uh, this line opened up at minus three for the L.A. Rams. Uh, that number has now been bet down to minus two and a half over on win bet. Uh, total opened up at uh, 45. That number has been bet down to 40. Uh, money line minus 145 for the Rams and plus 124 the Arizona Cardinals. I think before we even get into the game here, Scott, both quarterbacks are officially questionable for this game here. I know that Matthew Stafford is in the concussion protocol. My gut is telling me he's probably not going to be playing in this game. And then Kyler Murray, I believe, is a game-time decision where he is dealing with the hamstring issue uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, maybe it's a hamstring issue or maybe he just wants to stay home and play some Call of Duty. Don't know what the official or what the truth might be there. But um, any – let's – oh, let me go through some more of the injuries here if there are any more. Let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. Buda Baker – Officially questionable for the Arizona Cardinals. Matt Prater didn't practice on Friday. Their kicker is officially questionable as well for Sunday. And like I mentioned, Kyler Murray is uh, dealing with a hamstring issue for the Los Angeles Rams. Mentioned Matthew Stafford. But other than that, pretty clean injury report for the Los Angeles Rams. So I don't know how much we can really discuss this game here, Scott, without knowing the status of both of these starting quarterbacks. So um, what are you thinking about this game? I know right now it's minus two and a half, pretty much just giving home field to the LA Rams where I don't think their, their home field is even worth that much. No, it's not. But for this game, I don't know the quarterbacks that are going to play. I'm not sure if it matters. Uh, Stafford's been awful this year. Not totally his fault. They don't have many weapons besides Cup. His elbow got messed up in – uh, the offseason and their offensive lines arguably the worst in all of football. So yeah. there's not much to like. They can't run the ball either. Uh, having said that, McVay owns Kingsbury, so you can make an argument there for coaching. I'm just going to lean to the under. Yeah. I know we have to cover every game. I'd pass if I could. <laughs> I have no interest in betting anything in this game, including props. Yeah. I don't know why anybody would want to bet on this game, but I'm going to lean to the under. The first game was a rock fight. I see a similar story here. Both offenses are bad. If Kyler doesn't play, this offense is guaranteed to be screwed. Yeah, I don't like anything in this game. I'm on the under. Give me something else to watch, and I'll have a better day because I watched the Rams play the Buccaneers, and it was like looking in a mirror, and it was a disaster to watch. So I'm just on the under. I don't want anything to do with either of these teams. With my hard-earned money, I'd rather bet on other stuff. Are you not a Colt McCoy or a Trace McSorley guy or a John Wolford guy? You don't want to watch that, Scott? I'm trying to think of who would even be – probably McCoy because he's been around yeah. for 40 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he beat Seattle on the road He's already year. 36 years old. God damn. That's... I thought he was older. This guy's been around for an eternity. Uh, yeah. This is 13th year. It's crazy. I, I mean, I still remember when, like, Strevler was the quarterback for the regular season finale because Kyler got hurt, and then they had to play the Rams, and that game was a disaster, too. I'm just on the under. I, yeah. I don't I don't like anything about these teams, so I'll lean to the under. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not betting this game, not touching this game until we know the status of the quarterbacks or even then. Uh, but right now, at least for the show purposes, yeah, I think there's not much of an argument to be made uh, for either side, but I think your best bet is probably just going under this game between these two teams where – 
already, especially for the Rams, the offense just has not been very good um, throughout the season. Again, like Scott mentioned, I agree with that, that it's not completely his fault, that they just haven't had the weapons around him. So not much else for this game here. Scott, do you want to add anything else before we get to the Sunday night football game? Uh, Kingsbury should be fired. It's a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, McVay's team has been awful this year, but I'm also not a fan of the roster construction. So I'm not sure how much of it's actually McVay's fault. I don't think much of it is. I just think the roster is really, really bad. Yeah, it is. Um, possibly just probably more so also Super Bowl hangover for uh, the Los Angeles Rams. They dragged well. half the people out of retirement. Donald thought about retiring. Yeah. They thought about joining the studio. They kind of just decided, we'll run it back. And now you just realize, like, we probably shouldn't have done that. And yeah. they're not going to make the playoffs. They're bad. Yeah. All right, let's just get over to the Sunday night football game. Pretty good matchup here. It's going to be the Los Angeles Chargers heading to the Bay Area to take on the San Francisco 49ers coming off of a bye week. Um, this number opened up on the spread at minus three and a half. That number has been bet all the way up to minus seven right now over on win bet total opened up at 47 and a half. That number is now down to 45 and a half over on win bet money line plus 250 for the Los Angeles chargers and minus 310 for the San Francisco 49ers last week. Uh, the chargers were in Atlanta the squeaked out the victory there 20 to 17. Now they head to back to the West Coast, two to take on the San Francisco 49ers, who are coming off of a bye week um, with obviously the additions of Christian McCaffrey and getting Debo Samuel back as well. Take a look at the injury report uh, for both of these teams. Let me start here with the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Dustin Hopkins, hamstring, didn't practice, place kicker, uh, questionable. Another questionable tag again for Keenan Allen. He's remaining on the sideline at practice on Thursday. Don't think he's going to be playing in this game. Mike Williams um, is considered more likely week to week. So he's officially already been ruled out for this game. Um, So not a lot of options, at least offensively, for the Los Angeles Chargers. You're going to get Gerald Everett, uh, Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter, for the Los Angeles Chargers. And then let's get over to the San Francisco 49ers um, injury report. We heard about the news with Jason Verrett tearing his left Achilles during practice on Wednesday, and he's going to miss uh, the rest of the season. The huge, huge blow. It's unfortunate. He's had so many injuries. Yeah, it's been so tough. And I know he took a big toll on the team as well uh, from the reports that I was reading. Um, Armstead is also out for this game. Um, and is Abukum playing or not? Abu Samson Abukum is because I know he missed practice during the week too. I wasn't. He sure. is yeah officially lifted as doubtful as of okay. today uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. But um, Scott CMC, Tebow Samuel, uh, Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Jimmy G. I think that's enough maybe for them to take care of business here against the uh, compromise. I guess we can say the Los Angeles Chargers, but right now they are a seven-point home favorite here are the Niners. What are you thinking about this game? You had me until you said Jimmy G, but no, I'm going to take the Niners <laughs> in, in this spot. I think the Chargers are the worst five and three team in the league. Yeah. They're really, really bad, and I'm not going to overreact to them beating the Falcons. Uh, we just saw Mario to play. I know it was in the middle of a hurricane, but he's not exactly a good quarterback. The Chargers were fortunate to win that game i'd say uh it was kind of a nail biter then they turned it over in field goal range the falcons guy picks up the ball then he drops it while running back and then that leads to another possession the game was all over the place but they don't have any weapons and the niners defense is very very good 
I, even with the injuries to the defensive line, still a Bosa, still got a lot of options there. The secondary should still be fine. I don't think the Chargers are a good football team. And you look at who they've beaten. They've won five games. And to go through their wins, they beat the Raiders, who turned out to be awful by five. Beat the Texans. They stink. No offense. Of course. Beat the Browns. They're not good either. And that game was a nail-biter. They potentially should have lost that game. Cleveland yeah. missed a field goal at the buzzer. Beat the Broncos by three. And beat the Falcons by three. So they've played against – they've won five games against bad teams. And four of those five wins have been by five points or less. They're a bad team, and yeah. now they're extremely injured. The offensive line's banged up. They have no weapons, and the Niners are really good against the run, so I don't expect Eckler to do much in this game. They also can't stop the run, so McCaffrey should run wild on this team. Yeah, I think the Niners win this game handily, especially off a bye. I think this is a bloodbath. I, I think they win this game by at least two touchdowns, maybe more. I really think it's a great spot for the Niners to come out. They have a couple home games in a row. Mm -hmm. Seattle's giving them a serious threat for the division title, but a playoff yeah. spot is there for the taking, and yeah. it's time for them to actually make a move. They made their all-in push with McCaffrey. They looked really good against the Rams. Time to keep it rolling. But if the Chargers fall behind early, they really don't have enough weapons to come back. So I do think the Niners will wear this team down, in the trenches especially, with Trent Williams being back in the lineup. Yeah, Give me the Niners comfortably by double digits. I think this game's ugly. Yeah, look, this is a this is the game, and you're talking about coming off of the bye week where you need to start racking up wins here, especially in where you should win this NFC West. I know the Seattle Seahawks are leading it right now. They've had an incredible season so far. They have a big game in uh, Munich, Germany against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's say they lose that game. Now the front or now the door's already open for the San Francisco 49ers, but they're if two games see, back. They won the first yeah. meeting, though, so they have the head-to-head -head right now yeah. over Seattle. So Yeah, and they play them uh, later in Week 15 as well. But if I see Jimmy G throwing the ball more than 20 to 25 times in this game, I will pull my hair out because what you just mentioned, that Debo Samuel and, more importantly, Christian McCaffrey should be running and running and running and running against this uh, Los Angeles Chargers team. And if you just kind of look at what they've given up on the ground, they are right down there with the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans and the Atlanta Falcons who have just been so bad uh, defending the run this season. They're number 29 out of 32 teams as far as yards allowed on the ground. Over the last three weeks, they've allowed 170 on the ground, opponent yards per rush attempt. I'm trying to pull that number up. They are dead last, 5.7 yards per carry allowed to their opponents, and that number has stayed consistent over the last three weeks for the Los Angeles Chargers at 5.6. So this should be a big game for CMC here. I think you're right that they should win this game comfortably. I'd possibly look at a Chargers team total to go under in this game as well. Like you mentioned, this team is healthy, right? You got, you got Bosa back. They're one of the best defenses total defenses in the league, whether that's uh, their rush defense or their pass defense. I think they should be able to shut down and possibly get pressure on Justin Herbert and rattle him a little bit. But you're right. I think that this should be one of the games where the Niners just come out and, and cruise and take care of business here. This is a great teaser leg for teaser players. Bring that seven down to a minus one. Um, and if you want to look at it that way, if you don't want to lay the seven points in a primetime game, but I agree with you, Scott, this should be, a, a a good spot here for the San Francisco 49ers coming off of their bye at home uh, against this a Chargers team where he's just riddled by injuries right now. 
Uh, any thoughts on the total here? Currently sitting at 45 and a half. I'm on the under. I'm looking more at the Chargers team total, but I don't think the Chargers do much offensively in this game at all. Herbert last week, I believe at 30 completions for 243 yards. Mm-hmm. That's not impressive at all. And it's not his fault. They have no weapons, but yeah. there's also against the Falcons who have who are allowing the most passing yards per game in the league in a dome. Yeah. And now they travel to see a sea of red in a Levi Stadium. And I don't like their weapons at all. The classic Chargers season, everyone got hurt. Mm-hmm. But for pro I mean, for the total, I gotta like the under here because I don't think the Chargers contribute anything. Yeah, I think that one thing I would look at is probably Chargers team total to go under. Um, definitely what's shop the, around. What's the number on that? I see 19 and a half at win yeah. bed. Uh, but maybe if you're, you know, shop around, maybe you're able to find a 20 um, out there as well. Um, I, I do like, as far as player props, Justin Herbert to throw an interception at minus 125. He's throwing one in three straight games. He attempted 43 passes last week, and the Niners are good against the run. So if you want to talk yeah. about volume, he should be attempting a bunch of passes. Yeah. Uh, one shark sharp has joined us in the uh, YouTube chat. He has a question. He asking you, Scott, do you like the Chargers to miss the playoffs at plus one forty five? Uh, I do. Uh, I think that even though they are five and three, you know they're not going to win the division. It's going to be Kansas City, so yeah. you don't have to worry about that. But I'm trying to think of all the other teams in the AFC because, of course, they added the wild card spot. You have the Bengals and Ravens killing each other. Mm-hmm. One of them will get a wild card spot. You have the Bills who might fall apart if Allen's injury is serious, but I think they're good enough to probably make the playoffs worst-case scenario. Miami's got a good shot to get in. The Jets have a good shot to get in. The issue is the AFC South is going to give you nothing (laughs) besides the Titans, so you kind of have to toss out one division. But you're looking at a couple of options there. i got to look at the Chargers' schedule, but I mentioned the five wins – let me look at They up. beat no they beat a bunch of nobodies. Like this team is not very good and they're missing a lot of key players. And I'm just looking at the upcoming schedule. The Niners, let's assume it's a loss. Mm-hmm. Play the Chiefs neck the week after that. That's probably yeah. a loss. Play at the Cardinals and at the Raiders. Now both those teams aren't good. They're still both road games. So they could yeah. lose one of those games, maybe both, hypothetically. They play the Dolphins at home. I'm assuming the Dolphins would be favored in that game, wouldn't they? Mm, maybe yeah maybe like by a point or two points depend i think if keenan allen comes back maybe i don't even know what keenan allen's worth now because i'm not sure how long he's gonna stay healthy yeah but maybe that could be a loss they play the titans at home the titans are tricky they can't stop the run and derrick henry's coming to town yeah oh they should beat the colts oh god that's just that's a monday night game they better flex that out that's rough uh they play the rams yeah (laughs) play the rams at home and the broncos on the road in the final game you can argue that there are potentially nine wins there to be had for a full season but if you want to talk about plus prices the chargers team is very very weak from top to bottom with all the injuries i think if you want to go for a plus money play we also know their head coach is a bit of a lunatic at times, and he might cost them a game or two because of some fourth down decision making. Yeah, I don't mind it a plus money. You? Yeah, I don't either. I think I'm looking at that AFC um, East, and I mean, I think, I think it's a possibility you get three teams out of that division. The Bills are now tricky because I'm not sure how long Allen's out, but yeah, I still think their true. overall talent is good enough for them to win nine or ten games, probably more than that. Yeah, Dolphins, I think, are de- are good enough. I'm not sold in their defense, but their offense is good enough. Mm-hmm. The Jets, fingers crossed, won't completely implode down the stretch, but they had a nice win there off of the Bills. They have a bye. Even New England's in the running. New England's quietly had a couple good weeks there besides the 
destruction at the hands of uh, the Bears. But still, you can argue that all four teams in the East are competing for a playoff spot. Mm -hmm. So I don't like this Chargers team. So I'll go on record and say that. Yeah, the AFC East is the only division that has all four teams with a winning record. With the Patriots sitting at five and four last in that division, and then you have the Jets at six and three, uh, Dolphins at six and three, and then the Buffalo Bills at six and two. So three teams in that division that have six wins. But let's uh, assume let's assume worst case scenario because I think the Chargers are going to lose the next two games pretty handily. Sure, play the Niners and then the Chiefs. Let's mm-hmm. let's just put the Chargers at five and five for this experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardinals and Raiders both on the road. You think those are both wins? I think they split. That sounds like a split to me. If I I'll go with that. a split. Yeah. So that's six and six. Dolphins at home. I'm gonna chalk that up as an L. I'll chalk that up as an L too. So that's six and seven. Titans at home. I think that game's uh, very tricky. You can't that stop one's the tricky. run. Yeah, if you I'll, can't, assume, yeah. I'll assume Tannehill's back by then. And you still can't stop the run with Derrick Henry's coming to town, and you that's saw what, what he did to the Texans. Yeah, I think that's an L. So you're looking at six and eight, which means if they win out from that point forward, they're nine and eight. If yeah. They play the Colts on the road. I'm assuming they'll win that one. Yeah. They play the Rams that. at home. That might be a win, but I don't even know who has home field in that one. And then you have the Broncos on the road. Broncos are bad. They're still traveling to Denver in January. It's going to be yeah. really cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're looking at a, maybe a spot where this team could go eight and nine. Yeah. Like the writing is there, especially when you consider the odds now. And imagine the odds in two weeks if they lose to San Francisco and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It's a bargain. Well, let me look up what their updated uh, win total regular is. season win total is, if that's still posted. Here we go. Let me see. Team futures. Like, am I supposed to be happy that they beat the Falcons barely last week and they looked awful offensively in the process? Because Atlanta's defense stinks. The number's at nine and a half right now. I don't think they win 10. I don't think so either. So, I mean, they do. I mean... Strength of schedule wise, it does say that they have a one of the easier schedules or bottom four easy schedule, but I don't think that's accounting for all the injuries that we just talked about. This Los Angeles team has it's not, and they're five and three right now. So if you want to talk yeah. about maybe finding a middle there with the win totals, you take the under now, you take the over after they lose to the 49ers and Chiefs, you might pick up two wins there for yeah. a middle. Uh, any player props you are looking at for this game between the Chargers and the uh, Niners? Assuming some CMC props here. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm also looking at pass attempts for uh, Herbert. I'm just Herbert. trying to see what the exact number is there for Herbert. I agree with you on the interceptions. His attempts is 37 and a half. Yeah. yeah, they can't run the ball. So I expect that to work out well. McCaffrey's rushing yards are at 74 and a half. I think he goes for a hundo. Okay. They can't stop the run. They traded Jeff Wilson. He's getting every touch at this point. Yeah. So I'll take him for rushing yards. The issue is receiving because he can also have a big impact there. But they're so bad against the run, I don't think they have to reinvent the wheel here. Just run it with McCaffrey behind Williams, behind anybody, and he'll probably get 18 carries for 110. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I was just looking up for CMC. I think he should run all while. Then I do like that Justin Herbert interception prop at minus 125. Um, anything else for this game before we get into lock and dog, uh, Scott? Not really. I just think the Chargers are going to get buried. Yeah. All right, uh, before we get into our lock and dog for this NFL Week 10 afternoon schedule, uh, you guys need to make sure to get over to the SGPN merch store. Look, it's a holiday season, and we all have that true degen in our life, whether it's a friend, family member, coworker, whoever the case uh, might be, or I mean, even for yourself. 
And the SGPN, the merch store has the perfect gear to get that perfect stocking stuffer for that DGen in your life. They have a great Christmas sweater uh, that we just released on the SGPN merch store. I know a lot of us are going to be having those holiday parties, whether that's with friends, whether that's with family members, whether that's with coworkers. Um, and it's not even ugly. I know we a lot of people do the ugly sweater parties, but this one looks really nice. It says let it ride on it. You guys need to check it out over on the merch store. But if you do your holiday shopping early, we are giving you 10% off up until Thanksgiving Day by using promo code Dallas Sucks for 10% off of any item on the SGPN merch store. So make sure to head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to use promo code Dallas Sucks up until Thanksgiving to get 10% off of anything on the SGPN merch store. All right, Scott, let's get into our lock and dog for NFL Week 10. I'll give you the floor first here, my man. What is your lock for this uh, four-game schedule? So I have a couple of choices, pretty much in the same game, a couple of props that I do like. But I think I'm just going to go back to the last game we talked about. I'm going to take the Niners. I think that this is a perfect spot for the Niners to win this game by at least 10 points. I just feel it off the bye. I trust Shanahan to have a good game plan. Mostly because his game plan is mostly known for running the damn ball, and that's a perfect mm-hmm. game plan against the Chargers. But, I mean, they were awful against the Falcons. They won the game anyway. I do think that the Chargers offensively are kind of screwed. The offensive line's banged up. The receivers are banged up. They don't have many weapons, and the Niners' defense is elite. It's also off a bye, so that's definitely going to help out for the prep. But the Niners are at home. They've been really good at home this season. Seven is a number that could potentially land exactly right, but I do think – that the Chargers are really a step below this team. And the Niners have several weapons offensively that can really just exploit the Chargers because we didn't even mention the injuries to the secondary. J.C. Jackson's out for the year. He was their main acquisition for the corner spot. So Mm -hmm. I think Samuel could have a mismatch as well. The Chargers have a lot of holes, and I think that they're very weak for a 5-3 and team. Give me the Niners to win this game comfortably. Yeah, I love it. Minus 7 on the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday night football for Scott's Lock. Uh, Scott, what do you got for your dog, my man? So for my dog, I'm going to go to the Cowboys and Packers game. And yes, there is a potential uh, strategy for Green Bay to run the ball, but they've been very stubborn with it. So I think Rodgers should keep throwing. I'm going to take Rodgers' interception. I just think the price is too nice. I saw it at plus 135. I'm not sure if you have a better price for that. But Rodgers has been frustrated both physically and just vocally about the receivers. He mentioned cutting reps for people which is ironic because they don't have any other backups to actually take the reps of the starters because they're all bad. But uh, it's just plus 135, which is crazy. I get Rodgers' reputation as being a very safe quarterback with the football, but he threw one against the Bills. He threw three against the Lions. The Cowboys' defense is off a bye. They're rested. They have a good pass rush, which could force Rodgers into making some errant throws. Diggs is very aggressive as a corner. I think he could jump a route or two. Plus 135, though, like I, I just feel like this aligns based on Rodgers' entire reputation for his career and not based on the present. And game flow, potentially, if the if the Cowboys go up early, they might have to throw it a lot. Yeah, I don't know how this is plus 135. Like I feel like this should be closer to plus 110, maybe even even money, but I'll take the value there. I think 135 is crazy. Yeah, I agree. Again, um, mistakes are going to be had with Aaron Rodgers and this receiving group. I think that's just pretty much, you know, plain and simple. And Rodgers is looking human 
without Devontae Adams. I think that's just what it is uh, so far this season. He had three interceptions last week against the Lions. He threw one against the Buffalo Bills. I know uh, we talked about that. Um, I love it. I think that he does make some more mistakes here against his Dallas Cowboys defense. Um, so uh, at a plus price, you got to keep on backing it here, Scott. So uh, Scott's dog for the week, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, plus 135 to throw in interception against the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Um, for my lock uh, for this week, I am going to go go over the trend that's uh, been – Perfect so far this season. I'm just going to fade the Colts in the first half. Give me the Raiders minus three um, against the Colts. I think that early on in that game, we've seen, number one, the Raiders have been able to get out to leads. We've talked about multiple times on this pod already how they've coughed up 17-point leads. So to cough up a lead, like Scott said, you have to have the lead. So I think they'll have that at least in the first half. Maybe some things to figure out for the Colts offense uh, in that first half. Maybe they make some adjustments in the second half and you see a lot of Jonathan Taylor. But I just think that, you know, being at home with a new head coach that only has high school level experience coaching wise. I know he has all the experience being a player in this league, but what I also read that they have a 30 year old calling offensive plays for the Indianapolis Colts. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's what I read. But I think the Raiders just come out here at least in the first half and, and get a lead against his Colts team. I don't trust Sam Ellinger. I don't trust Jeff Saturday, at least in his first game coaching. So Raiders minus three. And again, the Colts are 0 and 9 against the spread in the first half so far this season. So I'm going to back that 100% trend as my lock. So Raiders minus three. Um, for my dog, I was trying to find an alt line on the 49ers to maybe buy that up. Yeah, up to nine and a half. But let me see if they've put out the alternate rushing yards for Christian McCaffrey in this game here. Um, No, I don't see that out yet. Do you see alternate line on the Niners there, Scott? I'm going to check in a sec. Uh, Wait, for the Niners or for the rushing yards? Uh, For the Niners. Okay. Uh, for the Niners, that definitely exists. Uh, I was going to look up the McCaffrey stuff because I'm sure I'll bet that in some capacity. But uh, for the actual alternative line here, uh, okay, uh, let me just put this up. Nine and a half is plus 116, but I'm shopping around to see if there's a better line. But it's going to be plus money. The only yeah. question is how much plus money it's yeah. going to be. So that at least at a plus price, I mean, I know it's rough Friday right now. Maybe the books haven't released it yet. Uh, when bet doesn't have that out yet either. Uh, but look, I, I, we talked about it at volumes about this game, how both Scott and I agree. And of course it's Scott's luck as well, but I just think that this is a prime spot for the 49ers coming off of a buy. They're in that division hunt. They're two games behind the Seattle Seahawks. They do have the tiebreaker against them, at least for now with the one victory that they do have, but with so many injuries happening right now, or what the chargers have both offensively and then defensively as well. I think Kyle Shanahan will come out with a great game plan. You'll see a lot of a heavy dose of Christian McCaffrey. The defense should be fired up. Uh, the crowd should be a ruckus against his Chargers team as well. So I'll go minus nine and a half. Let's just call it right now. Plus 116 for the San Francisco 49ers. Just come out and take care of business on Sunday night football here, Scott. Yeah, I, I looked around. I found plus 118, but it's, it's okay. going to be nothing more substantial than that. That's the yeah. best you're going to get. Yeah, as long as it's not a plus price. There's nothing else that I really did like, unless yeah. we were able to find Christian McCaffrey 100 plus yards. But and I uh, checked that that didn't exist. Yeah, it isn't. Yeah, they, those usually come out maybe over the weekend. But uh, yeah, 
that's it. NFL Week 10 already, Scott. Man, this season is flying by. Can't believe it. Uh, already NFL Week 10 as we wind down the season. So, so, so uh, things to be decided, obviously, especially in that AFC East division that we talked about. But uh, getting closer and closer to the playoffs. But a lot of a lot of things still to be determined here. Scott, anything else you want to get off your chest, my man, before we get out of here, bud? Not really. Find me on Twitter, Rice Show Radio. Uh, besides that, I know that we ended up having a three-man NBA gambling podcast today with Delonte, myself, and Terrell. So check that out. A lot of player props. I know those have been kind to me lately. But besides that, still doing tennis podcasts twice a week. Still doing a bunch of other, you know, free pick stuff either on YouTube or on the podcast. So find me on Twitter. Find all those on Twitter where I retweet everything. And yeah, I'll see you guys again probably later on tonight for the tennis podcast yep make sure to check out scott on the nba gambling podcast and the tennis gambling podcast as well and obviously on the nfl gambling podcast as he is on throughout the week um make sure to follow us on twitter for the uh nfl gambling podcast the uh twitter handle is at sgpn nfl i know ryan's doing a great job with our social so make sure to give us a follow there and also subscribe to the youtube channel for the nfl gambling podcast um and we'll be back next week as usual for the afternoon games for nfl week 11 till then good luck with your picks let's break these books off and let it ride